This is episode 375, His Story, part two of a three-part couples coaching series with Jimmy. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to this series. I am so enjoying working with both Jimmy and Claire and next week you'll hear my session with the two of them. So if you missed Claire's episode last week, you'll wanna go back and listen to this because this is the second episode of a three-part series where I'm coaching Claire and then I'm coaching Jimmy who are in a romantic relationship and then I'm coaching them together. And to summarize, last week we heard from Claire that she really wants Jimmy to plan more with her to be more committed to plans, to make plans. And she's feeling like not a priority in a lot of ways. And it seems like a logistical thing, but as we talked, we realized there were a lot more things at play here. And the same is true for Jimmy. You know, I could have just coached him on, all right, here's how you make time, time management, but there were underlying things that are making him a little resistant to making those kinds of commitments. And we'll explore those in our session together. So as you're listening, consider are you a little commitment phobic sometimes? Do you love the idea of plans, but when it comes to actually making them, it's a little hard? Or are you on the other side? Do you wish your partner would make plans and you don't understand why they don't? Do you relate to being a lone wolf? And sometimes it's hard to be in relationship because honestly, you kind of do better on your own. And although you want love and commitment and relationship, at the same time, you don't want to disappoint anyone. And That brings me to the final thing, which is, do you not do things for fear of disappointing people, but then you end up disappointing them anyway? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. How can I help? Thanks for having me on. So my partner and I are having some challenges and they are presenting themselves around planning and scheduling time off to be together. Mm -hmm. The suspicion is that there's something more going on than just having challenges with our schedules. So uh, that's, that's uh, why we're, why we want to talk with you. Are you suspicious of it? I am indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what, what do your suspicions say? Well, let's see. I will say that I do have um, several factors that influence my ability to plan and schedule with my partner. And uh, when I get pressed or pushed, I do feel some some blocks coming in and um, I, I dig in or I get triggered and I hesitate and I withdraw. And I don't, well, I am, you know, I'm working on it, but I'm not great at setting something up for, you know, uh, six weeks from now and putting it on the calendar and sticking with it. Why do you think you're not great at that? Well, I have several responsibilities in my life that I, that are a bit hard to pin down. And so I guess I'm worried that I'm not going to show up in a responsible way in other parts of my life. Children, work, 
being the two main ones. Mm -hmm. So if you, and I said this to Claire as well, that if this was simply a logistical issue, you guys wouldn't be talking to me. That's why we know mm-hmm. there's something there's something probably else going on here. But let's just speak logistics for a moment. Let's say that you did mm-hmm. make plans with Claire because it's important to her and something came mm-hmm. up with your kids and you had to renegotiate that agreement. You had to change the plans. You had to yeah. postpone something. What's so mm-hmm. bad about that? You know, Claire will say that she is perfectly happy to be flexible and be spontaneous and and understanding when those things come up. And I think it's because if I put that on my schedule and on my calendar and I start making plans, then I feel like I'm not showing up or I'm not being responsible if I, when those things happen, because they're bound to happen, then I'm not fulfilling like this obligation to her because we set aside this time and we got excited about it, maybe even bought tickets somewhere. And then now I'm going to let her down because these things came up and now I have to make a decision about what's more important. I hear you. I hear you. And what I want to point out to you is you're letting her down now. I, yes, thank you. So <laughs> Thanks for pointing that. I love that you're trying to prevent letting her down while all the while letting her down. Right, right. And I will say, you know, we didn't wait until we had an opportunity to talk with you to work on this. So I am working on it and yeah, making, you know, I feel like I'm making growth in this area. Great. Where do you, where and, do you see like your, where do you see yourself growing? Well, um, so I created a work calendar mm-hmm. and I mapped out um, multiple opportunities for me to have extended time off. And then, so there's that piece. And then with my kids and my ex-wife, we have a week on week off schedule and it's pretty, it's a bit fluid because for example, when, when we have vacations then the calendar kind of gets turned upside down and we readjust. And so what I did was I created my work calendar all the way through May and I pushed out a calendar to my ex-wife with some proposed dates and time off so that I could at least move forward Okay. with making plans. Yeah. Great. So I want to get a little deeper here and ask you what scares you so much about letting people down, either Claire or your kids or work? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to, as far as the work goes, it's pretty simple. Like I want to show up in a uh, responsible way. I have a reputation. I want to, I want to do a good job. I want to show up and I want to fulfill my obligations in a high performing way. So there's that piece. With my kids, they're 12 and 15. They're both girls. And so things are happening in their lives. And this is something we sort of uh, discovered, but I'm pretty sensitive around just being present and being available and being a good dad. And I didn't have a present father when I was growing up. And I think there's a piece of me that is just sort of really wanting to make sure that that's not me. And I love that. And I acknowledge you for that. And your girls deserve that. And I don't want to change that. And I want to make sure you're not coming from 
fear and people pleasing or guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my coaches said to me, never make a decision from fear, guilt, or pride. Yeah. And because you know the pain of an absent father, you feel guilty if you miss anything. But what you're not having putting in perspective is that you're projecting your absence of a father onto them. Whereas you felt the absence of a father because he wasn't really there. They actually mm-hmm. feel a present father. And if you're not there for one thing or two things, their mm-hmm. experience of it isn't going to be like your experience of it. D- does that right. make sense? Absolutely. So, and you're also modeling to them how to do relationship, how to treat, yeah. how a man should treat a woman. And mm-hmm. you've got one divorce. And what was the reason for the divorce? Um, a lot of it, to be honest, uh, there was a lot of conflict avoidance, but there was also a lot of different styles of dealing with conflict. My ex was pretty reactive and had anger and would, you know, slam doors and yell. And so then I would retreat and, uh, wait until the post was clear, Mm -hmm. come out and, uh, not usually, uh, address uh, whatever the the conflict was, so we didn't move through our conflict mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ever. And is that a pattern for you of of not really addressing things, just kind of doing whatever you need to do to keep things calm? You know, it's my it's certainly an area of growth for me. I mm-hmm. think I've I've recognized that and uh, moving through that. Yes, can you see that you're doing that in your relationship with Claire with the scheduling? like the the conflict avoidance you're trying to prevent any conflict in the future by basically not yes. committing to anything yeah. <laughs> yes so yeah. why is conflict your words so hard for you so scary for you why don't you like it well i think because it's uncomfortable because yeah, because it's uncomfortable. What's uncomfortable about it for you? I guess I'm going to say that I like yeah, I like a harmonious, conflict-free existence, right? I like things to be nice and smooth and and when there's conflict, then that's you know, it takes away from that sometimes. So, I support having a harmonious life. And if that's your intention, and you're avoiding things at all costs to have that, there's something deeper going on here. Mm -hmm. Because in that, again, like you're doing so many things that are preventative. At the heart of scheduling with Claire, for whatever reason, she's the one that you think will, well, not that you think will be least upset, but maybe the one that you feel most secure with right now. And work and kids, for whatever reason, you don't feel as secure about. And by not scheduling, by not committing, you're trying to avoid any kind of conflict. So mm. this begs the question, did you grow up in a home where there was conflict and chaos? Uh, no. What kind of home did you grow However, up in? I grew up in a home where by the time I was 14... I was uh, parenting myself. 
Okay. So I dad was not present and I have uh, three other siblings and I was sort of out on my own uh, doing what I, whatever I wanted to do. Why? Because um, I had the opportunity to do that and I had, I had um, the means to do that. I was working probably 30 hours a week when I was 14. But why did and, you want to uh, get out of the home? Why were you working so much? Why did you want out? You know, I don't, I don't know if it was the money, but I, I was learning a lot in my, the environment that I was in. And so, and it gave me, um, gave me access to a lot of different things that I didn't have in the home. Right. Which is beautiful, but I'm going to keep going. But what was in the home that you were wanting to avoid? I, I'm not sure what um, what you're looking for or what I'm, I'm missing. Not, not looking for anything. For a 14 year old boy to want to work and leave home, home can't mm-hmm. be that great of a place. And developmentally, a 14 year old should still want to be at home. So yeah. what I'm curious yeah, about is what was not great about home. Yeah. Well, I just I had three siblings, and my mom would come home late from her job, make dinner. And then, you know, that that was the extent of how much access I had to my mom. And I have two younger siblings. And so there just wasn't a lot for me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was very lonely. There wasn't a lot of love. There wasn't a lot of connection. There wasn't a lot of intimacy. And although there wasn't conflict and chaos, it it sounds Mm -hmm. like there wasn't a lot of harmony either. Yeah, I don't know if there was chaos, but I know that there wasn't a lot of attention for me. Right. And so I found it in this other place, which which was a a job that I took. Yeah. 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 So can you see how the job is safer than your relationship? Yeah. 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 So I think there's, there's a couple things going on and, and I only want to, you know, you'll, you'll tell me if any of them resonate with you. So you already said you you had an absentee father and you don't want to be that. So there's that. But then we have this other issue of dad's gone, mom's working all the time and you kind of being a lone wolf. And you finding your sense of identity and purpose outside the home. And home didn't really feel, it didn't feel scary or terrifying or traumatic or anything, but it didn't feel that good either. It didn't feel like you belonged very much. You just had Mm. to find your own way. Mm. And so intimacy is going to be a bit of a challenge for you because you didn't have healthy, intimate uh, modeling growing up. You didn't see it in your parents and you didn't have it with your parents or your siblings, it sounds like. There wasn't a lot of really close connection. It was more, let me, let me be a a man at 14 years old, which is Mm -hmm. early. I mean, your girls are 12 and 15. Would you want either one of them to work 30 hours a week and live on their own? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's when I think about that. And I say, well, who the hell was looking out for me at that? There you go. There you go. Who was looking out for you? Just me. Yeah. 
And when we have the just me, we go into a very self-protective behavior that's going to appear selfish. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things you're trying to protect yourself from is disappointing others and conflict. Mm -hmm. You don't like it. You'd rather just be on your own. Right. Because that's your coping skill. Uh So to Claire, sometimes your decision to not make a decision about making a plan may appear selfish. But really what's going mm-hmm. on is it is self-protective because one, you don't want to disappoint people and you don't want to have conflict. And honestly, I think there's a part of you that just sort of likes being committed, but not committed, you know, still having your yeah. own yeah. freedom. Yeah. 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 I think that is definitely, I don't make big plans uh, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not a planner. That's not my style. So what is your style? I like options. Oh, well, like I like to have my options open. I like to be spontaneous. I like to, yeah, wait, you know, sort of wait and see. Yeah. And how do you think that could impact someone in relationship with you? Well, obviously, um, it's not. Um, it's impacting us in a negative way mm-hmm. because um, Claire thinks that she's not important enough for me to commit to making plans with. Yeah, which is absolutely not the case. Well, can you see when you when you put her lens on? Can you see how she mm-hmm. feels that way? Absolutely. Yeah, and if it's not the case, what is the case? The case is that I am totally committed and I want her to know that she's just as important as all all the other things in my life. And that's beautiful, but actions speak louder than words in a situation like this. And Mm -hmm. for her to, you know, she, for her to be able to work through this and for you to be able to work through this together You've both got to see what's underneath both of your motivations. And maybe she shared with you a little bit what we talked about in our session together, but she's aware that there is that compensating fatherhood going on. But I think the other deeper level that is worth exploring is I imagine given what you shared, you probably felt fairly for lack of a better word, unlovable and unimportant in your family. Like dad left, you're on your own at 14. Mm. You're not going to feel very wanted, very important, any of those things from your primary family and primary caregivers. And that's Mm. big. Mm. You're a father. You, You know how much you love your children. And to now have this experience as a father and to go, wow, my parents really weren't around. You know, it sounds like your mom was just in survival mode with that many kids and an absent partner. But there's this piece of you, I think, that is very protective and scared of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And to you, making commitment to Claire, especially time-wise, that feels very intimate. Yeah. And so you have an opportunity to really let love in 
It didn't work in your first marriage. There was more conflict avoidance. And who knows, part of your ex-partner's, your ex-wife's more reactive explosive state could have been because you are so non-reactive and she was getting frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So you have first wife and now Claire is a partner asking you to show up and asking Mm -hmm. really to love you and asking to not just say how you feel, but show it. Mm Mm-hmm which again, is going to feel a little bit terrifying for you because of the lone wolf coping strategy and the just wanting to avoid any conflict, wanting to keep everything chill, which to me is a little bit of repression and a little bit of trying to control things. Yeah. Like it's okay. Part of your growth edge here is that it's okay if there's conflict. It's okay if plans need to be rearranged. It's okay if you disappoint someone, not intentionally. There's a difference between promising someone you're going to be there and just not showing up and not having any conversation with them versus Mm -hmm. having to renegotiate an agreement and coming and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, I know I said this, this is what happened. This is how I'm going to renegotiate it with you or make it up to you. And Mm -hmm. I want to give you a little more confidence to be able to handle those kind of conversations in your life. Mm-hmm. And I respect and hear that you like spontaneous go with the flow, but often people that are really scared of commitment say that. Yeah. yeah. So do you want not just a relationship with Claire but an actual like deep intimate partnership where you begin to take more of these walls down? Of course. Okay. Well, then that's going to require some commitment and that's going to require making some plans and letting it be okay. Like dealing with that fear of disappointment, dealing with that fear of letting people down because Mm -hmm. at 14 you worked, you found this identity, your, your identity and confidence and worth got wrapped in what you do. Uh So there's, a huge value for you. And like, this is who I am and this is how I show up and I don't disappoint. But, and having that expectation of yourself, you're still going to end up disappointing people in this situation. It's Claire. Yeah. And yeah. it may sound like I'm, I'm taking her side. But I don't take sides in, in coaching. Uh, I, I want to explain to you why I'm advocating for this. The reason why is because you have an opportunity to experience love and experience intimacy and experience actually letting someone into your life and your heart and not just being the lone wolf who just like does what he wants. Mm -hmm. And her request is the doorway into that. And again, if there weren't deeper issues here, you guys would just get out shared calendars and, and and handle this logistically. But there's some big fears coming up. On both ends. Yeah. So what's going through your head? Um, well, I think, um, I think you are, you're onto something when you're saying that, uh, 
the scheduling is related to fear of commitment and um, fear of disappointing people yeah. and the future possibility of conflict. Yeah. Because again, if something comes up after I've made um, plans with somebody, then I have to navigate that conflict. And then I have to possibly disappoint somebody in that in that um, arena. So um, I think it makes sense. Well, and also you're assuming there's going to be conflict. Like for instance, if you message my team and said, Hey, I need to reschedule the podcast with Christine, there wouldn't be conflict. We just reschedule it. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I think it's, yeah, I think I just am more the investment with the family, like the, the ex-wife and the kids and the work. Those are all like, I don't know, there's there's a deeper commitment. There's a deep commitment there. Yes, which is beautiful. And I want you to know it's possible to also have commitment to your partner. Absolutely. And you don't have your girls 100% of the time. And it is possible to make some plans with her. Now, in her session, we talked about why she's so attached to plans. And I really encourage her to um, really be in the moment more with you. So there's her Mm. side of the street we worked on as well. But for you, and this is where you meet in the middle, and relationships aren't about sacrifice, they're about compromise. And where you, you really look at, okay, let me be honest with myself. I can make some plans with her. I can commit to some things. And if something comes up, I'll handle it. Why do you have faith in yourself as a employee, worker, business person, and as a father that you can handle tough conversations. You can handle renegotiating Mm -hmm. commitments, but this not making plans with her. It's just from my point of view, revealing some fears around commitment that stem Mm -hmm. from the things that we talked about. Yeah. And also the fear of disappointing people because so much of your worth has been in what you do. And now as a father, because you took on a very strong vow that you were not going to be your father. And again, I honor that. I'm not in any way saying spend less time with your kids or be a schmuck at work. Right. Yeah, I hear that. So what I want you to think about between now and our couple session is... One, how you can reframe conflict. I like to often say that what we think of conflict is really just clarification. So for example, let's say that in in six weeks, you had a weekend trip planned with Claire. And all of a sudden, one of your girls said, hey, um, I got into this science fair thing and I want you to come. You could say, oh my gosh, honey, that's so amazing. And I've already, I've already made these plans. Can you FaceTime me when you're there? Are there any other things we can do? And mm-hmm. really see it as a clarification conversation or really asking her, how much does this mean to you? Um, mm-hmm. Is there something else I could be at? Seeing these conversations as clarifying conversations, not conflict conversations. Seeing mm-hmm. that if you have to reschedule things, if you make a commitment with Claire and you have to, you know, work around something work-wise or kid-wise that you can have clarifying conversations that it doesn't have to be conflict. Can you feel the distinction between those things? 
Absolutely. It's more like negotiation. Exactly. Renegotiating our agreements. And the other thing I want you to think about is that 14 year old boy and younger who had to be a grown man when he couldn't even drive a car legally and really gonna think about him, maybe have a conversation with him in your head and ask what, what is he so scared of and really think down to also, what do you deeply desire? Because it sounds like you have work you like. It sounds like you are enjoying your relationship with your daughters. What kind of relationship do you really desire? And are you willing to make the changes that would make that kind of relationship possible? Mm-hmm. So that's what I want you to think about before I talk to you both. Okay. Is what we talked about today making sense? Absolutely. Very, very clear. What was your biggest takeaway? Just taking that piece of um, being on my own at 14 and talking about fear of intimacy, never really made that connection before. Mm. Also, you know, sort of equating that to my, my issues around uh, commitment around scheduling and sort of connecting all of those. Yeah. So that, that's really the, one of the biggest takeaways for me. Great. Great. And just think about what kind of commitments and plans you're willing to make with Claire Mm -hmm. and know that I'm going to repeat it again. Know that your fear of letting her down, like you are letting her down. Yeah. 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 So what actions can you take to handle that, to really step forward and handle that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I look forward to talking to the both of you together. Same here. So thank you to Jimmy for being coachable, for being honest, and for coming on and having this conversation with me. And as you heard in Claire's episode, there was a underlying reason why planning is so hard and probably several of them. And as Jimmy and I explored, there are some things stemming from his childhood that often makes commitment a little bit hard for him. You know, as you heard, he didn't have the greatest of childhoods. He left home at a very young age, which tells me not the greatest situation there. I don't know any kid who wants to go off and be on their own and leave home when everything at home is peachy keen, right? And then we have the issue of father not really being in the picture and him wanting to be a better father and feeling really torn with his kids and torn with work and having this identity of being a man of integrity and not wanting to let anyone down. But the ironic thing is in not wanting to let anyone down, he's letting Claire down. And a relationship that's asking for more commitment, which is more plans, more things set in stone, more future planning, is a little frightening for him because commitment to him means intimacy. And intimacy is a tough one for him because he found a safe space on his own, right? So when we find a safe space on our own, we don't necessarily default to an avoidant attachment style, although it can happen. But what we do default to is it's safer on my own. Intimacy, really committing, making plans, all that kind of stuff is challenging. And then you throw in, don't want to disappoint anyone as sort of a reason or even a subconscious excuse not to make plans, not to get closer. Then you have a great wall of protection built around Jimmy that's preventing him from going to deeper level of intimacy with Claire. 
So that was what I asked him to think about and work on is, you know, what is really scaring you about intimacy and commitment? And can you really open your heart? And can you start making some plans and setting some things in stone and work on renegotiating your agreements if things need to be renegotiated? Even things set in stone can be renegotiated. And to reframe conflict as clarification. Now, not every situation or conversation or or engagement with someone that we think is going to be stressful is. If we go in thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be confrontation. Oh my gosh, they're going to be so upset. Then it's not going to go that well. But if we go in thinking, I'm seeking clarification, I'm going to clarify where I am with something and I want to clarify a renegotiation of a commitment, then it's a whole other relationship with it. So Jimmy's got to get over his fear of disappointing people, his fear of confrontation or conflict and really get to, you know, I'm already disappointing people by not doing this, mainly Claire, and any agreement can be renegotiated and I can stay in integrity. So I look forward to next week when I coach them together to see what we discover. So make sure you tune in for that. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. So much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.